Anyway, um, we are telling our own story that is decidedly not a musical, no matter what. Listen, we already Listen. started with like Good King Wenceslas. I think we have a theme coming up sometime in. <laughs> Listen, Brian, there's nothing you're going to be able to do except not make the po- episode of that podcast. So yes. that's that's on yeah. you, but you're still going to have to suffer through it. I mean, better to have lived and loved than never loved at all. I know that's actually not true. <laughs> <laughs> and that that is one of the most false sayings. Uh, anyway. um, okay, so. I am Brian. I am your GM. Hi, I'm Rebecca. I am playing Eshka, the Bothan Outlaw Technician. Ta-da! I'm Chris. I'm piloting VC-20, a droid senator. My name is Celia, and I am playing Lumia Organa, who also goes by the name Mia Solo, and she is the middle child of Han and Leia. And I'm Victoria. I'm playing... uh, Lirkiyamasuka, who goes by Kiyama. She is a Chiss who uh, doesn't know what she's doing with her life just yet, or has been going on in her life just yet. So, yeah, it's memory loss. <laughs> memory uh, loss. <laughs> uh, she knows. She knows that she has amnesia. That is about all that uh, Kiyama knows. Yeah. Uh, so last time, uh, you guys met Kiyama in a rather dramatic crash landing in Coruscant. Coruscant? How did we decide that it was supposed Coruscant. to be said? Coruscant. Okay, yeah. yeah. Coral scants. <laughs> we, we had a prolonged... <laughs> uh, in Coral scants, you guys uh, met Kiyama. Uh, VC20 offered to take her aboard on his uh, delegation to the Anoth system, which Lumia was planning to attend with him. I think that that was the plan. Yep, um, I'm accompanying him. I believe at the either at the orders or at the uh, disappointment of my mother, possibly both. Yeah, the disappointed orders of your mother. <laughs> Sounds about right. And uh, so the the three of you intentionally got onto VC20 ship the Perry, uh, but under, unbeknownst to you, uh, Eshka's curiosity led her to come on board and just sort of stay there. I love her. Uh, Listen, I lost track of time. (laughs) I love her. I I found a very interesting remote control. (laughs) I love Um, it. Eshka Eshka discovered an iPad and she's been playing with it for three hours. (laughs) And has not realized realized that the ship has taken off. I've definitely looked at Twitter and then gone like, oh God, it's 530 already. So (laughs) I recently uninstalled Twitter. I Good logged, for you. I, I logged out on my desktop and I deleted the app on my phone. And, Good for you. Yeah. Life is better when one is not on the Bluebird Hell site, I have learned. Yeah. Um, it's definitely... Yeah, I'm I'm going to have to slowly eliminate all my social media one by one, which is going to be very bad for promoting this, but that's going to be Kevin's job, so I don't have to worry about it anymore. And also, we can also pull... We can also figure it out. Well, yeah. yeah. As a team. Like, I've already been tweeting about it a little bit. So I got some Star Wars friends who were like, ooh, interesting. So Okay. Well, that's good. Uh, that's a pretty solid start. I guess we yeah. just have to... I guess all we have to do now is be entertaining. So yeah. let, me back, let me get back to <laughs> listen, that. Brian, listen, back Brian. To I, I'm going to say two words right now. Musical episode. <laughs> now I'm going to say one word, which is now. 
<laughs> uh, so you, the the four of you are headed to Anoth. Uh, Eshka, you look up from the uh, extremely interesting game of Bejeweled that you've been playing for six hours underneath a <laughs> underneath a console. And you realize that the ship is in motion. Uh, so what I'm going to ask then, uh, Lumia, I would assume as a sort of visiting dignitary with VC20, um, you would be, uh, not because of that, but also because you were an accomplished pilot, um, you would be also piloting the ship as a perhaps some sort of courtesy. Or are you going to relegate that duty to Arful and or Buka, VC20's uh, Wookiee companions? Is that me? Yes. Sorry, I was writing a note in my notebook and I realized like halfway through that I couldn't tell if you were directing it to me or Chris. And then I was like, I'm going to see what happens. And no one talked. And I was like, oh boy. Okay, I'm I'm, sorry. I was trying to be dutiful. I'm the worst teacher of all time. No, it's okay. I like, listen, this is this is a good problem to have. Because as you will recall, I never took notes in our last time. So I'm trying to be a better and more diligent player, even if I do forget to enter roll 20. Um, I might have also called you Kiyama by mistake. (laughs) Okay, so we're all doing great. I've already forgotten what the question was. We got to stop playing this game on Mondays. The (laughs) question was... Would you like to pilot uh, the Perry VC-20's ship, um, being an accomplished pilot and also a visiting dignitary with him? Or do you want to relegate that to Arful and Buka? I think I'm going to pilot it. I think I'm stressed out and need control. And I like to be behind the controls of a ship when that happens because it calms me down. Okay. Is this the kind of ship that requires a co-pilot like the Millennium Falcon or do I do it all uh, on No. Uh, okay. There are two seats, but the other seat uh, belongs to a gunner. Uh, okay. It is. You do not need a co-pilot, and the guns are far more sens- The controls for the guns and weaponry are far more sensibly located in the cockpit rather okay. than in, in strange Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle manhole pits in the back mm-hmm. of the ship. <laughs> uh, so what I'm going to ask for is I'm going to have Buka do the astrogation because uh, he is good at that, and that is normally what he does. And then I am going to have you make a piloting space test. Um, I have to find my where that lives. There it is, piloting space test. I press that button, and then things happen. That's right, yes. Um, so you have generated... I nailed it. Uh, so you've generated three successes and an advantage. Uh, so the, the ride is very smooth, um, and Buka has plotted a solid course. Uh, th- largely, this is going to be along very well-traveled uh, trading lanes. If you want to look at the map, you can see Coruscant, uh, Coral Scants, Croissant is, oh my gosh. <laughs> is up here where I'm pinging, and mm-hmm. uh, Route 2 and then uh, route number three right here are going to bring you out into the outer rim. And from there, you can get to Anoth. However, it is a long way. I mean, it's the, it's the very center. It's the opposite side of the very center of the galaxy out to the outer rim. So it's going to be uh, about two days that uh, you're going to be traveling through hyperspace. All right. I'm uh, presumably not going to be steering that whole time because... Uh, no, you're going to have to. Uh, Arful goes and gets you a catheter. Cool. No, you're not going to need to be there the whole time, of course. Um, about four hours in, um, what are what are folks going to do uh, with the, these two days now that they're all on board together? 
VC20, you've sort of taken in this uh, very lost and confused Chiss woman, um, very lost and confused Chiss woman. You are suddenly on this very strange android senator's ship with the daughter of one of the most powerful women in the galaxy. And Eshka, you still have an iPad until further notice. Nice. I'm just, she's playing Candy Crush and I'm so happy for her. <laughs> um, so when I realize what I've done, <laughs> yes, I, I'm going to sit for a minute and think about my options, realize there aren't a whole lot of them, <laughs> and uh, just sort of sheepishly emerge and find somebody and say, hey. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you come into what is, um, looks sort of like a lounge. Uh, it is on the cramped side because the Perry is not a large ship, um, but VC-20 is a senator and has certain luxuries of office, so it's very nice and it's very clean. Uh, Arful and Buka are crammed into one corner. Uh, their heads are almost touching as they peer down and are looking at that uh, 3D chessboard. Uh, you say, hey... Arful uh, starts in surprise, and uh, Buka starts yelling something in Wookiee. You you now have a very angry Wookiee, or he sounds angry, yelling at you, Eshka. So, you guys took off, and now we're in space. Uh, he stops yelling, but he is looking at you as you are explaining a situation that he is very familiar with, that of being in space. I was not paying attention. <laughs> How far exactly are we from Coruscant? Buka looks at you and he... Um, Buka is sort of grayish colored. Um, he is... His main fur color is like a very dark charcoal, um, but it is like lighter or silverier on, on like his belly and his arms. And he looks at you... Maybe bewildered, maybe frustrated, and uh, spreads his huge hairy arms as wide as they go. Oh, that's great. Just great. Thank you. Uh, VC20 and uh, Kiyama, you are hearing a Wookiee-related racket coming from the <laughs> area of the ship. Um, I go to investigate, but I assume that I can understand the Wookiee's yelling. Yeah, so uh, Buka is actually yelling words. Um, you understand them as, what are you doing here? Why are you on the ship? Um, do I know Eshka or recognize her? Yeah, as you, um, as you follow the, the yelling, uh, you see the uh, young Bothan woman who was fixing your ship uh, is now standing in your lounge. She seems to have interrupted a game of hollow chess that Arful was winning. Maybe that's why Buka's in such an irritable mood. <laughs> Do I see him enter? Yeah, uh, behind you, the uh, the droid senator whose fix whose ship you were fixing uh, enters the room. Hey, hi, how's it going? I may have not realized you guys took off and uh, may or may not accidentally. Have hitched a ride. Uh, VC20, you can see in her hand is, um, like, uh, in her hand is an iPad. It looks like she's been playing Candy Crush. <laughs> um, well, I'm sorry that you are uh, going to be here with us for the moment. Um, but it would be nice to have a mechanic on board. Um... I'm no good with machines. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hiyama, who's just at this point been like looking in each door, trying to find a place where she can like safely stash her stuff, which she is just like kind of carrying around as like a giant, like kind of burnt duffel bag Mm -hmm. that she's just like (laughs) filled with what she was able to get out of her ship. She's just like, as she just is like peering in, walks by and like notices Eshka and says, welcome to being places you don't belong either. And then just like, keeps looking <laughs> indoors. Okay. Uh, so, Kiyama, Kiyama is looking for a safe place to listen to AFI. <laughs> uh, you you find that there are uh, several cabins. Um, again, the Perry, not a large ship, uh, but it is well-appointed uh, as befits uh, VC-20's station. Um, so they're there are two cabins that are uh, rather large and uh, very much claimed by Arful and Buka. Um, there is a third cabin that is similarly Wookiee-sized, but uh, seems unoccupied. And um, three more uh, cabins that are in various states of, like, not uh, not clean, but not dirty. Um, like, sort of disheveled, as if they... Um, as if they're unused and therefore unmaintained would be the best way to describe them. Okay. Uh, I'm going to look for the one that's closest. I don't know. Like, I guess kind of like she's kind of thinking tactically, like she's a little unsure what's going on. So she's going to try and do one where she's like not pigeonholed at the end of a hall. That's kind of got like a good mm-hmm. vantage point. The uh, lots un- of eye lines, eye sights, lines, <laughs> eye eye lines sights. Yeah, lots of sightseeing. Sure, um, Kiyama, you can give me. This is a this is a fun test. This is a fun thing to. Why don't you give me a warfare test? Ooh, what is that? How do I do? That? Yeah, that's um, that's a fun thing. Uh, that is all the way at the bottom in the knowledge skills. Oh, I don't have any of that. Okay. All right. So with uh, just some advantage gained, they all look relatively the same to you. Um, the the unused Wookiee-sized one jumps out and looks maybe a little bit more appealing um, as it is, um, you know, larger for one. It's, uh, it's more than just an 8 by 8 cube. Um, but also it faces... Uh, fairly directly the entrance to the cabin area of the ship. Okay, um, is there... So you can you can see a little bit more there. Okay. I'll just walk in there then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, you know, the walk-in, dump your stuff on the bed to claim it. Like, when you are at a cabin, you're yeah. at, like, you're at, you're at, camp. You're, you're at summer camp now. You're at Camp VC-20. <laughs> Claiming my bunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, you've you've now claimed that bunk. You, I mean, you have uh, the things that you've recovered from your ship include um, the box that had uh, the message from uh, feared and hated Luke Skywalker, as well as the nav point that was contained therein. Uh, you also have the strange uh, silvery cylinder, which, uh, as you've established, has like a lot of sentimental value to you um or a lot of um practical value you haven't quite been able to figure out what exactly is going on with it um and you also have the eminently practical and obvious in use blaster rifle sweet 
Uh, so VZ20 has invited Eshka on board. Kiyama has found a room. Um, are there any th- other things that you guys would like to do together over the next, you know, day and change? What uh, You're free to interact, uh, move about the ship anytime that uh, Lumia wants to do something. Uh, we can assume that uh, Arful is taking a shift at the helm. Um, I think Lumia is definitely going to want to keep trying to talk to Kiyama about um, about her uncle and about her brother. Okay. And she's, I think she's going to sort of kick it off by like, um, making like a cup of calf. Like she's going to try and like make this really bad, like space coffee. Um, they definitely only have like pre-ground versions of like, it's not good quality. Um, and, um, I think that she's sort of going to like bring it to Kiyama and just be like, Hey, how are you? Kiyama, who is at this point probably like cleaning her rifle. Mm-hmm. I'm imagining she, you know, she has, you know, methodology towards this and like it's a burnt <laughs> uh, rifle at this like yeah. little charge. She, it needs to be cleaned and maintained. So she's working on that and just like takes the cup and like takes a sip. And is just like has this moment of like, oh, it has been so long since I've had any of this. Uh, Lumia, give me a charm roll. All right. Um, the the calf could be good, like it should be good, Kiyama. Um, but you take your first sip and it tastes a little weird. Um, and then you take another one, and you realize that it is uh, intended for Wookies. And is, uh, sh- and is shockingly, like, stomach degradingly strong. I think she'll be okay with that, though. And I will roll whatever you want to see what my reaction will be, only because it's like, I'm guessing they don't get calf a whole lot where she's from. No. And so uh, it's like, it's like when you give kids a cho- like chocolate and then you take it away, and it's like you give them several years later more chocolate. They don't remember how. <laughs> Yeah, they don't oh, remember how it... <laughs> how weird it got. No. <laughs> uh, go, or... Yeah, give me a give me a resilience roll. Okay, I gotta figure my sheet. Where it go? There it is. Okay, like she might just start vibrating in her chair at this point. <laughs> uh, no, you handle it well. Um, it's just the thing you realize that um, you know you haven't uh, you've sat down, but you haven't slept yet. You've been just going on adrenaline and frustration and fear moving from one thing to the next like even doing it in a very militaristic way of you know finding a safe spot making sure that your weapon works and um this uh very simple gesture of bringing you a nice drink reminds you that like hey i'm a person and as a person i'm incredibly tired because i lived through a spaceship crash today yep uh she looks to Lumia and is just kind of like so we are our introduction was a little bit abrupt what um where are you from again i know organa but and you're a bit young for and she kind of like waves her hand as like <laughs> referring to Alderaan just because like you know that's kind of galactic history at this point but sure and Lumia is going to sort of weigh 
what she remembers about like how much uh, Kiyama doesn't remember. And she's going to say, my mother was Princess Leia Organa of Alderaan. She witnessed the planet's destruction. I was born afterwards. Um, I was raised in Alderaan, or not Alderaan, on Coruscant. Um, I have an older brother and a younger brother. Um, they're both training to be Jedi. Um, and I'm, and she sort of looks down at her hands and she takes a sip of the calf. Um, and I'm sort of imagining her definitely knowing it is not the right calf for her mm. and trying to play a, cool. You can also give me a resilience roll. Okay. Can I also, I'm going to give you a resilience roll. Can I also like give you like a, like a, a deception? Is that one? Yeah. Deception is there. Also going to do a deception roll to see yeah. how well I handle it. Okay, oh, so you, so you play it. You play it off very well, um, but you feel your insides like seize as you. Yeah, I'm really not dangerous. Uh, like you're gonna need to get to the bathroom pretty quick. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> she well, she's sort of like she's sort of like um, I I don't have any uh, sensitivity with the force. Um, yeah, and she's sort of like she's sort of like playing her pain about the coffee into uh, making herself look a little like softer and more vulnerable about it. Cause it is like a big insecurity of hers that she's like the only member of her siblings that isn't force sensitive and like, isn't off training with uncle Luke. Um, and like it, it is, it is something she gets vulnerable about, but also right now she's definitely like on the verge of tears more because of the coffee than because of, <laughs> of that. <laughs> uh, Kiyama, w- the the two things you notice in this moment are one, when she says that, when she tells you that she's not force sensitive, somehow you already knew that. It sounds like she's telling you something that she already that you already knew, which is wild because you're realizing right now that you have no idea what year it what year it is like. Alderaan is history, but you don't really have any context of like how far in history it was. Um, like your your brain is pretty scrambled. Uh, but you also notice that for some reason, um, this nice young woman is white knuckling her coffee mug. <laughs> okay, I think like I notice that, and but I'm also like I don't know what Wookie coffee is like, mm-hmm. but I am just at the same time like impressed. And I'm just like kind of nodding, like, yeah. And I look down to like my own hands that for whatever reason didn't do what I wanted when I force like or like put out a hand when the droids were coming. And I look at this burn scar on the back of my hand and I'm just like, yeah, no force here either, I guess. Just sort of like shakes her head a little bit. Just and- Mia's gonna sort of. Mia, you got to get out of the room right now. Oh, I do. Okay. Um, uh, Lumia's sort of gonna look at her and just be like, "I, I'll get, I'll be back," and like really, really awkwardly, like sprints to the fresher, like really awkwardly, because she like really wants to ask that question, and like, like it's the kind of like when you really need to use the bathroom, and you're like really mad at your stomach for behaving that badly, and you're just kind of like mumbling to yourself in the bathroom as you're taking a shit. Like that's where she's at right now. <laughs> VC twenty one of the organics on board is highly distressed. Um, can I tell why? Um, you're unsure. It seems to have something to do with the calf that you buy for Arful and Buka. 
I mean, for the record, Kiyama is just like drinking it straight, looking fine, but she's also looking at the door to the fresher, very kind of concerned. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can give me a medicine roll if you want to, uh, VC20. Medicine. Okay. Uh, You're a clever droid. You realize suddenly that you only have rations on board for large organics. These are all considerably smaller organics, especially Eshka. Um, Is there any place on the way to where we're going where we can get appropriate rations? Like like an interstellar Duke and Duchess? Yeah, we're looking for the Flying J. Uh, yeah, I will, um, I will say that, um, you can stop someplace fairly close by, um, Corellia is a planet that has been improved, uh, significantly in recent years. Yes, right there. Um, that is, uh, I said two days, it's been about six hours. Yeah, so that's upcoming. Um, you can stop there and... Uh, resupply for small organic feed. That seems like something we should do. Okay. Uh, Eshka, as uh, as their boss um, accepts you onto the ship, um, Arful and Buka engage in a short argument in Wookiee, and then Arful comes over and uh, sets down a deck of cards in front of you. It is a Sabuk deck. Do I know how to play? Yeah, of course you do. You cool. used to be. A, you used to be a criminal. <laughs> I'll sort of crack my knuckles and be like, "Okay, I can do this. I can do the talking, not so much. This better." Okay. Um. So, two questions. Uh, how much money do you have on you, and do you plan on cheating the Wookies? I have, to my name, seventy-five credits. Okay. <laughs> um, and. I mean, I'll cheat them, but like in good fun, you know. Like, like I'm. N- oh, look at this card I had up my sleeve. Or like, you know, I'm not gonna like, you know, like actually rob them blind or anything. But like, I'll I'll cheat at the game. It's fun okay. that way. <laughs> and I should. Uh, I I found my words. I I am not doing so maliciously. More so just because it's more fun that way. <laughs> gotcha. Eshka and is going to make I, her own fun. Yeah, and if I if I take too much from them, I mean I'll give it back. Was, okay. I just I'm not sure where that bar of too much is. We'll figure that out as we go. All right. Um then you can give me what would be an appropriate skill for this? I think that skullduggery would be an excellent skill for cheating at cards. Okay, okay. Um so you can give me a skullduggery roll. Okay. Um Oh no. <laughs> So I have the distinct displeasure of letting you know that about three hands in, you've won about 25 credits. Um, Arful suddenly stands up, throws his hand on the table, uh, picks you up by the waist, and turns you upside down. Um, He is shaking you, and several cards that you were hiding in your vest fall out. Well, ain't that just the way it goes? (laughs) Um, I'll just, I'll just kind of grin. Okay, give, give me a charm roll. <laughs> uh, where are you? Okay, uh, Arful does not find <laughs> Arful does not find you charming. Uh, neither does Buka. 
uh, they take their 25 credits back. And uh, though you cannot understand them, their roaring makes it uh, very clear that uh, you are not welcome back at their Sabak game. That's fair. <laughs> um, Mia, as you are returning from the restroom uh, to continue your conversation with Kiyama, uh, you pass by the lounge and you see Arful has Eshka by the ankles and has and is shaking her as cards fall out of her vest. Celia, you're muted. Sorry, I thought you said Kiyama, and I'm You're wrong. heading back to Kiyama's room. Oh, there we go. Okay. That's um, so um, can I do a roll for Wookiee speaking again? What did we agree was the thing that I roll when I'm trying to understand Wookiee? Um, so you need to make a lore roll. Um, a lore roll. Yes. And if you roll correctly, you roll. <laughs> I'm right. having great rolls tonight, y'all. I'm real you're pleased. Having a, you're having a difficult time. Um, I am. You- you, I, I will say with only a threat, you don't misunderstand them, but you also don't understand them. Yeah. Um, interestingly, or, you know, perhaps not interestingly, uh, Uncle Chewie never really taught you that many swear words. And it seems like Arful's saying a lot. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, so I think she's just gonna be like, hey, cut that out. Cut that out. Like, what's going on here? And and she's gonna, like, try and listen to the Wookiees because, like, she wants to believe that she can understand that, but she's just very aware that she doesn't. And so she looks at Ashka and just sort of says, what did you do? Oh, you know, cheated. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Uh, well, um, you're not supposed to cheat at games. Um, and I really wouldn't cheat at games with Wookiees. Because Uncle Chewie says they like to rip people's arms out of their sockets uh, if they lose or are cheated. And you probably need those arms to do your job. So, um, and also because, you know, you, you deserve to have them. They're very useful appendages. And she just sort of starts babbling. I think she's still like recovering from the calf. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and this is the most highly caffeinated human being you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, like that experience of like being so caffeinated that you like lose all of your being articulate. Like you've lost <laughs> every single semblance of articulate because you're like vibrating too much. Um, and I think that she just is sort of like saying, you know, like I know that um, you didn't mean to be here and everything, but that doesn't mean that you should just like. Uh, break the rules or like do bad things. <laughs> she's just, she just is like trying. She's like, God damn it. I am the daughter of Leia Organa. I know what I need to be saying, but I cannot say it. And she's just like talking around it for like five minutes. And Ashka, this, gonna... this human's going to keep talking until you make her stop. Yeah. I, I'm going to butt in and, and I want to clarify, like, I don't, again, I don't say this in like, a mean tone. Um, <laughs> and there's no malice behind it, but I just kind of look at her, you know, upside down <laughs> and say, you know, this is why machines are better than people. Where's your off switch? And, uh, <laughs> wow, that was, that was brutal. Even said with a nice tone. Um, <laughs> Eshka really just, just, just dunked. And, I think that Lumia is going to just sort of go like, you know, Uncle Threepio always says that people turn him off when he's got important things to say. And like, that doesn't mean he shouldn't say them. It means people should listen. 
No, okay. I'll raise mine. Hands, she puts her hands on her hips and like she knows full well this isn't gonna mean anything to anyone but her. But and she's not even sure she believes it as a defense, but <laughs> someone just told her to switch off. So at this point, Kiyama, who's just been kind of watching all of this from I'm guessing like the other side of the ship, like just like down a hallway or something. Yep. <laughs> she's gonna go find VC twenty and is like I, I I don't know any of these people and I cannot understand a word of what the Wookiees are saying. But you you're a senator, right? That's right. Um, I think your negotiation uh techniques are needed right now. Um, I will follow you to the site of the argument. And I just like as I like am going, I'm just like pointing out like so she and I'm like pointing at Esco like so she cheated the Wookiees. The Wookiees are holding her upside down still, and then she insulted her, and it's just like in like a very brief. VC twenty, the smallest organic, uh, is being held upside down by uh, Arful. I will ask Arful what happened. Arful explains that the that uh, the Bothan, which is apparently what the small organic is, uh, was cheating at cards. Um, I will ask the small organic why it cheated. More interesting that way. I wasn't going to keep the credits anyway. What am I going to do with them out in the middle of nowhere? And I think Mia's going to sort of look at her and just go, it's the principle of the thing. You shouldn't do bad things. You shouldn't resort to... to." And she just sort of like... Her brain is like so clearly shorting out. And she like has a lot of feelings about this for some reason. But it's also like her... Like the words just like can't happen. And she's just like, you shouldn't... You shouldn't hurt people. Stealing These- is hurting people. VC20, this is the organic that has caffeine poisoning. <laughs> um, I will ask Arful to put Eshka down so that she can return the credits. Okay. One from the game. Uh, he does so. Uh, um, to his credit, gently, he doesn't just drop her. Um, I will thank him for that in Wookiee. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, Yes, I will then oversee the return of the credits. Okay. Um, uh, the, the credits are on the ground, uh, so he just sets her on his other side and uh, picks up uh, 25 credits worth, um, hiding them somewhere mysterious within his fur. I think I will say that I think everyone learned a valuable lesson and then just kind of stand there <laughs> as though this has solved the situation. Uh, there is a... Uh, you're, you're actually very charismatic vc20 so despite the the silliness of that sounding like that might actually work um give me a uh give me a leadership role please okay uh three successes uh two advantage so uh very definitively um the droid senator and you can see why he's a senator all of a sudden uh organics uh declares that the matter is closed and that everyone has learned a valuable lesson uh Buka takes it upon himself to go and shut off the autopilot and go to the cockpit. Uh, Arful glowers at Eshka for a few more moments uh, before leaving with him. And uh, the four of you are left standing in the lounge with uh, Eshka still on the ground. And I'm going to step away briefly and I will be right back. Okay. I learned that I've lost my touch. You've learned the you wiki- need to practice. <laughs> yeah. The Wookiees have learned not to play cards with you. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lumia has learned about caffeine. I don't think that's what she's learned. I actually, like, I'm sort of imagining her as, like, having beating sweat on her forehead oh, now. no. Like, she's, like, really not doing well. <laughs> it's, like, the kind of thing where you expect, like, just regular, like, Folgers drip coffee, but you go to your friends and they have, like, death wish coffee and hand you a cup of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're just like, this is not what I anticipated. <laughs> yeah, like, I think that Lumi is like, I need to lie down and sleep, but then she's like, there's too much caffeine in my body for me to sleep right now. And so she's just kind of, like, twitching. Yep. Uh, we need to get you what? some water. I love her so much. <laughs> One of my coworkers um, used to drink eight red eyes a day. Oh my, oh my god. gosh. And uh, he called people the wrong names a lot. <laughs> I bet. Wow. I did I... have a friend when we were trying to pull an all-nighter did two, I don't remember how much coffee's in them, but did two five-hour energy drinks at the same time. He almost oh passed god. out. Ew. Yeah, that, that will kill the man. Yeah. I, I heard a fun anecdote from Brian one time about how he didn't realize <clears throat> that the cold brew iced coffee at Starbucks is significantly stronger than the regular iced coffee. And one morning when he was, you know, very tired, he got a Trenta cold brew <laughs> and just downed it. Oh, no. And oh, no. regretted everything. <laughs> oh, no. So, like, I don't drink coffee. I just, I like, it. like, it's, I just have never really enjoyed the taste of it, which is tragic because I love the way that the coffee aisle at the grocery store smells. It's like the best smell in the world. Mm -hmm. um, but like my whole body convulsed just now hearing <laughs> that story. Yeah, I know. <laughs> my, my, my worst caffeine experience, I had accidentally had, I think, 450 milligrams. Oh, my God. Um, and I saw the angry face of God. <laughs> All the coffee and tea and Wookie coffee uh, talk aside, um, Eshka, Eshka, you are uh, you have been released. You are on the on the ground. Um, VC twenty has uh, with with a powerful leadership role. VC twenty has uh, brought the situation to a uh, definitive close. Um, so the four of you are um, standing in the lounge together now, um, in various states of over caffeination or um, you know weird shame uh or maybe ashka doesn't feel any shame or you know confusion in kiyama's case and probably vc20's case as well i think that mia's feeling literally all of the emotions you just described <laughs> <laughs> she's such a baby and i love her oh i think for ashka oh sorry go ahead no no no. you go ahead uh, i think for ashka it's not so much shame as oh right like these folks seem to be on the straight and narrow. I should probably be a decent person. I've been doing that for a while. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know why I backslid all of a sudden. Because cheating is more fun at car. <laughs> more, more like you know, like if I don't know if I phrased that right. More like oh, like watch yourself. Like these folks probably are going to react to things like that differently. <laughs> Bunch of squares. <laughs> uh, and Kiyama and VC20, is there anything else that you guys are doing? I mean, she's just kind of impressed, just sort of watching all of this. She still doesn't really know what happened and is still vaguely confused. But, you know, she's a little bit impressed that 
a Bothan tried to cheat a Wookiee. That like just yeah, there's a level of impressed going on right now, <laughs> just on all levels. VC twenty seems to have some sort of dead voice setting to his uh, <laughs> to his vocal components. Okay, um, seeing uh, unless there's something else VC twenty wants to do. Um, no, I don't think okay. so. All right, um, you guys stop briefly to uh, resupply at Corellia. Um, given that that is also, I believe, where a lot of shipyards are, um, I would imagine that there are orbital stations where you could resupply uh, fairly painlessly. Um, so I'm not going to worry about uh, making any rolls or uh, really you guys needing to do anything, um, given that uh, VC-20 has like a senator ship and... Um, bureaucracy runs smoothly when somebody at the top needs it to. Uh, so unless you guys have any unusual requests, you can just get, like, human and Bothan food here and be on your way without much delay. Is there any unusual things that I should know about? Uh, is anybody trying to get, like, chemical weapons or anything of that nature? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I'm good. I feel as though Mia is probably still recovering in some way, shape, or form. So she actually probably, I don't like, like I'm just sort of thinking from like the the times when I've been like too jacked up on caffeine, where I'm just like twitchy until I crash. So I think mm-hmm. that she's like still twitchy and trying to eat food, um, mm-hmm. but like very not in a good frame of mind or a normal frame of mind. Uh, VC20, if you could make me another medicine roll real quick. All right. Uh, so very positive result. Uh, three successes. Uh, you guys get like actual food. Um, it is not just like a big pile of granola and freeze-dried ice cream. Um, you have actual things that are good to eat and all of the blue milk that you can handle because that's what you drink in Star Wars is blue milk. Uh, what do you call a white Russian made with blue milk? A, a blue Russian? Are you even? <laughs> are you paying attention here? What's going on? <laughs> I'm just making sure. Yeah, that's got that's a, that's definitely a blue Russian. Um, now you you know you've thrown me all all out of course <laughs> with your dumb with your with your dumb questions. Uh, <laughs> Wait, now this means that it's canon that there are blue Russians that exist in this galaxy. So when we go do a pub crawl one day. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, they're uh, but you don't um, you don't call them uh, blue Russians. You call them um, what are the uh, what's the guy like the Jedi Master who's like a conehead? Uh, their blue, their skins are blue. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Come on. No, no. The only <laughs> I, character I know is 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 a chiss. Uh, I mean, they could be like a blue chiss. Would that be an offensive thing to drink if one of our party members is a chiss? All right, blue alien, tall head, Star Wars. Um, who are the blue aliens in Star Wars? Um, not Pantorans. Apparently, Twi'leks are sometimes blue. They uh, are. Uh, I'm not satisfied with this answer, uh, but uh, blue t- blue Twi'leks will be the name of the drink because I can't find <laughs> the name of uh, this Hang species on. that I really want. I'm looking for uh, Jedi Council members because I remember seeing this. Yeah. Tall-headed guy, but he's white, not blue. I thought he was blue. No, there's a one. The one with the beard. Maybe I don't know. And, like it, two brains who got like special dispensation to go get married because there were like three members left of his species, and they were like, "You need to go repopulate." And he was like, "Oh well." Is this what gaslighting feels like? <laughs> <laughs> I 
he's a real guy. Yeah, no, I, I, I recognize, like, I recognize, like, the Jedi who's allowed to fuck. Like, I remember that guy. <laughs> Kiara Munda, is that his name? I just pulled that out of somewhere in my head. That's, I think that is his name, the Jedi who's allowed to fuck. Yeah, Kiara Munda. It is, yeah. I thought he was blue. No. Huh. Well, he is uh, Syrian. Let's see if they're ever blue. Syria. Homeworld, Syria. This is this is gonna make great pod, but <laughs> no, be... it doesn't look like they're ever blue. But I mean, if they're not normally blue, and you named a cocktail after them, saying, "Hey, it's a blue." Yeah, all like... right. That 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 just tracks. Like blue, <laughs> the, blue Syrians is the name of the cocktail. Nobody knows why it is, but it is. It's, it's great. Blue Syrians. It's the cocktail. Who's allowed to fuck? <laughs> <clears throat> there you go. That's going in my notes. Blue Serene, the cocktail that fucks. In any case, um, after resupplying at Corellia, uh, getting you know, getting appropriate food from all of your all biologicals, uh, VC twenty, you um, are you now have uh, copious notes on what uh, humans, Bothans, and Chiss now like to eat. Um, so in in the future, you you can add to uh, you have a blue dye uh, whenever making any kind of medicine test uh, that concerns uh, human bothan or chiss uh, anatomy or eating habits uh, because of your careful and intense study in in this moment uh, and bookie of course but uh, that kind of goes without saying. You reach Anoth with another day or so of travel. Um, between Arful, Buka, and uh, Lumia. The ship is competently piloted, and the navigation system is excellent. As well as I mentioned before, Buka made good calculations. Anoth is a shattered world, is the only way to describe it. Um, it was once a habitable world, ha- inhabited, as a matter of fact, and a piece of it floats um, with a thin uh, b- but breathable atmosphere some distance away from the other two. Uh, the other two are, you know, make up the vast majority of the remaining mass of the planet. And they are locked in like a tidal struggle of slowly like bouncing off of each other, grinding and tumbling around each other uh, through space. The Anothian crystals grow um, on the fringes and outskirts of the two colliding plates. Uh, but the scientific settlement that has uh, put in um, this very strange request to the Galactic Council that there could be that the crystals could be sentient or alive or trying to communicate in some fashion, and a request for a competent diplomat to, you know, come and attempt to approach them. Uh, they reside on the uh, the third segment, the separate segment that has the human breathable atmosphere. There is something of an atmosphere that exists between the two colliding plates, but it's incredibly uh, toxic and acidic um, and chemically charged. It uh, there you can see as you approach. Uh, that there are small strikes of lightning, almost like sparks being thrown up between the two planet-sized 
pieces of uh, in this spark metaphor look like flint and tinder. Looks like they're cracking two rocks together and producing sparks is how the lightning appears, which if it's visible from space must be tremendous surges of electricity indeed. The ship is brought into a slow approach into the third plate. Uh, Anoth Station is what it is referred to as. Uh, It's primarily a scientific outpost uh, with only a few dozen people that live there. And I will bring us uh, on the map to the main lab area where you are greeted after docking. Uh, You can place your tokens on the board. Does this does this place ring any bells? Anoth? Yes. Uh, <clears throat> let me make a secret roll for secret reasons. I feel like right now, Kiyama is just sort of looking around like, does this spark anything? Just <laughs> constantly trying to look and figure out what's going on. Other than also- like the two colliding moons in the sky that are, you know, constantly surging electricity back and forth. Mm-hmm. I also would say during the like day, she probably would have like asked Mia and Eshka like, "What year is it? What has happened in the last like like just try and get a sense of where she mm-hmm. is in history." So she is caught up on like current galactic events. Okay, and I'll say that it starts to fill in some gaps for you as they you know as they tell you information. Um, you start to be able to remember some things for yourself to piece together uh, certain things, remember certain things, but uh, nothing particularly personal. Okay. But like, oh yeah, I remember hearing about this incident or... Yeah, or like uh, the, yeah. Im- the Imperial Remnant, I know this and this about them. That okay. kind of stuff. Gotcha. Uh, so the woman who greets you is uh, the the scientist who contacted the council in the first place. Is a woman, a human woman named Aramie. I'll put her name in the chat. It's like Jeremy, but just Aramie, and spelled all Star Warsy. Uh, she is an excitable woman, uh, probably in her early forties, who doesn't initially understand that VC twenty is the ambassador. Um, so Kiyama, she rushes up to you and she says. Uh, diplomat, it's so good that they've uh, sent someone. Uh, I'm I'm so pleased to see that you're here. She's like shaking your hand profusely. She doesn't uh, realize that you are not the dignitary. And she says, please uh, introduce me to the rest of your delegation. Uh, She doesn't even look at VC20. Um, uh, And like, Kiyama is very uncomfortable with this. And she just sort of like, uh, like snatches her hand away and just like reaches back blindly for VC20 is like, kind of like tapping like get up here <laughs> and just sort of like pulls him up like um might i introduce senator vc20 and is like please don't talk to me again <laughs> i'm sorry for the confusion uh she looks uh crestfallen and uh confused and she says you senator vc20 yes i'm sorry for the confusion this is my delegation I'm so sorry, Senator. We don't um, we don't get a lot of visitors out this way, and I they didn't tell me exactly who would be coming. Um, so I just uh, decided to make a fool of myself, I suppose. There are not a lot of droid senators. I can understand. Yes. Uh, no. It's it's 
it's very unusual. If you don't mind my asking, uh, do droids in the general case require a sendener, or do you represent someone? Um, it, tell me all about it. I represent the Wookiees and um, other races that have been treated unfairly as non-sapients. I see. Um, perfect. I can see why they sent you. Please, please follow me. And uh, she's she seems to have totally forgotten her previous chagrin of just a few moments before, and uh, excitedly leads you uh, back and around the you know huge stations of blue and white plasteel and blinking lights uh, over to a set of vats over in this direction. You can uh, move your tokens over there accordingly. Or you can uh, feel free to wander off and get into mischief. I'm looking at you, Eshka, if you want. Kiyama's just going to kind of stay like... Uh, like I guess Arful and Buka never really leave VC20's side. Am I guess... Is that how that looks? Um, they have stayed behind this time. Okay. Well, in that case, one, Kiyama has her rifle. <laughs> Okay. Specifying that. And two, she's because there are no Wookiees around, she's just going to kind of try and stay in between or like just try and keep the group together because she's like, I last time I was out of side of a ship, I was attacked by droids. So okay. <laughs> I need my group here. I need to stay close to the only droid that I know. Yes. <laughs> uh, so over here, you can see that there is a large piece of crystal. It's a deep blue tinged with metallic flecks of gray, giving it an overall translucent hue of something something around the shade of gunmetal. And there is a man uh, who looks like his whole arm below the elbow has been cybernetically replaced, uh, but not in like a believable hidden way, like uh, Luke Skywalker or, you know, early Anakin Skywalker, uh, but in an obvious, almost crass kind of way. And it doesn't end uh, with fingers, but with like a cruder, like two-pronged manipulator, one of which is uh, poking and prodding uh, inside of the tank, um, surging the uh, crystal with electricity manually. Uh, as you come up to him, he doesn't acknowledge the four of you, but kind of sighs and uh, looks up at the gentleman manning the computer station up there. And uh, he nods at Aramine. He says, we're going to need to try the base voltage again. She says, not now, Thif. Take a walk. And Thif looks at the four of you and says, oh. And uh, he slides past, slides past you and starts heading up the ramp. Um, question. How, like, much attention is being given to Lumia right now? Uh, virtually none. It doesn't seem like they either recognize you or care. Okay. I think the, uh, Lumia is going to follow Fifth. Something okay. about that. I'm not getting attention and I'm going to die. <laughs> but I think she's, no, I think she's just like, that was strange. Like, that feels like they're hiding something. And she is fundamentally of a, a, an organic line of hotheads uh, who do mm-hmm. stupid things like follow people. So yeah, that's yeah, yeah. what she's going to do. Um, so let's do this then. Why don't you give me, give me a vigilance, Lumia, uh, as you, as you follow Thif up the ramp. There it is. Okay. Uh, so a success and a threat. Um, you 
like from watching their interaction, like you still might be a little suspicious. Um, mm-hmm. You definitely get the impression that uh, Aramie and Thiff's uh, seeming animosity there or her curtness with him wasn't like an urgency of trying to hide something. It was very much a uh, a more personally motivated hmm. kind of uh, dismissal. Okay. Um, if you want to follow Thiff up the ramp uh, undetected, uh, you can give me a stealth. It'll be uh, significantly more difficult, so give me a moment to adjust. Yeah, let me know when you're ready. Yeah, let's raise this. All right, go ahead. Okay, wow. Um, so you've generated a tremendous amount of threat, uh, yeah. but you have also gotten a very significant uh, success. Uh, so I'm going to put you in a place where you are able to see what's going on on the screen. You manage to follow Thiff up the ramp and sidle behind uh, the unnamed man working the computer and him as they look down on the uh, vat of Anothian living crystal. Uh, Aramie explains that they have been detecting patterns in uh, what she calls the crystal song. The crystals will hum she explains. They have like a resonant uh, frequency at which they vibrate. Um, Musical episode. Also, no, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) The crystals crystals are just singing. They're not also putting on a play. (laughs) They have a resonant frequency, um, which, you know, she notes that a lot of uh, solid body inorganic objects do. Um, but, but that resonant frequency is, uh, powered by electromagnetism. She notes they've been doing studies and it seems as though the electricity that ripples in between the two plates of Anoth will trigger a set of basically sympathetic vibrations um, that she initially dismissed as sort of like an adaptation to the environment, a way of you know, dispelling or dispersing stored electrical potential harmlessly because they are living creatures. um, So they have to be adapted or fit for their environment in some fashion or they, you know, they wouldn't survive or they'd be watching them go extinct. Um, But what she notes is that after several years of studying them, um, you know, with them being incredibly unique life forms, possibly the only silicone-based ones in the galaxy, she came to the conclusion particularly that there was more than just harmless dispersal or sympathetic vibration, uh, that there were actual self-guided patterns, that there were um, there were signals in what looked like noise of electrical discharge um, through slow hum. And she was, you know, hoping that, you know, with some expertise, some data that they've gathered um, that uh, you might be able to figure out how to actually communicate with them. Um, Lumia, since you were behind them, uh, you can give me a perception. Um, you said perception? Yes, please. Uh, let me adjust. Oops, I was going to say that. Ran away with it. That's a lot of, of dice. Um, you still did really good. Um, so we'll just knock off uh, two of those threat because challenge of two. Uh, So you've generated a tremendous amount of threat. Um, You realize uh, as this guy is um, 
this guy is standing in front of the, uh, the computer screen, um, you see that he, on one screen, he's managing a flow of voltage, which you surmise is passing into the crystal. Uh, but you also see that they have had several other samples, um, all of which, you know, are have like an X marked next to them and a number of days. Um, it looks like they, they've brought in um, 15 samples over the past uh, six months, all of which have died within four or five days, um, and some as few as in two. Uh, I think she doesn't really know what to do about that, because I think she's sort of sitting there being like, her mind is immediately jumping to the fact that like these electrical charges seem to be killing these specimens in question. And she's sort of filled with horror about that. Um, and also very aware that she can't do anything without breaking her stealth up. Yeah. So Aramie explains that um, the they've gotten very limited results. They can't replicate in the laboratory the conditions of uh, the planet itself. Um, so she sort of regretfully explains that um, any contact would have to be on the surface of the planet, which they, or, you know, the quote-unquote surface of the planet, the actual um, contact points in between the uh, the planetoids are known, like there's a pattern to them, um, but you know, it's not perfect. Um, it's still dangerous to go there, especially with the electrical storms. But it's the only environment that uh, they've been able to, you know, really be able to study them long term, as she puts it. And uh, she's describing this. Uh, Kiyama, the crystal is um, creating a fixation for you, um, especially after the voltage in the tank is turned on. Um, you can hear sort of the hum and you smell like an ozone smell. And, but the woman's words start to like fade as you feel weirdly connected to this crystal. You can't really say why. It's a real, um, I don't know, like new age witchy kind of moment where you feel this crystal's energy, yada, yada, yada. But there's a strange sense of kinship um, between you, a living chis woman, and this five foot hunk of gunmetal rock is it like the tank something where i uh i could walk up and like touch it or is it all enclosed yeah you could do that i'm gonna do it okay um you reach forward and you and aramie says no wait don't 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 do that there's there's a lot of electricity going through there it's very dangerous what happens if you turn it off she looks kind of like shifty for a moment. She says, oh, it's um, it's bad for them. It, um, they need the electricity to survive. We think they we think they feed off of it. So how else are you supposed to, like how then are we supposed to communicate with it? Well, they absorb it in vast quantities from their environment on the planet, but we can't replicate that here. That's been part of our problem. So we think, well, as we've been able to model their life cycle, they will absorb a lightning strike and slowly uh, disperse the energy, much like animals will consume food and then eliminate it. Uh, but here, we the best we've been able to do is to produce a slow and steady uh, trickle of electricity. Well, it's a trickle to them. Sort of like uh, drinking 
you know, drinking from a very thin faucet, as it were. Um, it's not much electricity for them, but uh, it's quite a bit for us. I have a question, uh, God of the Universe. Sure, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a two-part. For the two days that we spent on the ship, my wounds, would they have recovered back to their threshold? I had... Uh, you recover a wound a day, I believe. Okay, so I'd be up to 15 then if it was a two-day travel. Woohoo! Um, okay, and I am kind of wondering, like, how enthralled am I am by this creature? Like, how strong is this connection that I'm it feeling? Is it is a connection that you haven't felt in a long time. It's strange but familiar. You don't recognize anything else about this place, but you, your sense of familiarity with this crystal uh, is growing. Um, I guess I'm wondering because I, I'm wondering, like, is it enough to override this warning of like, don't touch it versus like the like stare at the person telling you to not to do it while you just touch. <laughs> like, um, Don't cross the line as you cross the line or is right. Uh, give me, give me a discipline roll. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, you guys are rolling super well tonight uh, with three successes. You can do whatever you want. You're not in You're not, you know, beholden to this woman, but uh, also you are not, like you feel a draw towards the crystal, but you're not like overwhelmed and compelled by it. Kind of feel like I've already risked death once. What else do I have to lose? I don't know anything about myself. I'm going to touch it. Okay. <laughs> um. So you very, uh, you like look at her and in like not in not in like a desperate clawing motion, but like with a very casual, almost practiced air. You just she's you know, like, being a cat that's like about to knock the water glass off the counter. Yeah, you you bap and bop mm-hmm. at the crystal until it not until you knock the tank over. Um you reach out and you touch the crystal. So, I am going to have you give me god a resilience roll again, please. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry if I get just died everybody. <laughs> I just got electrocuted. Okay, um, you are rolling incredibly well. Um, so you feel electricity course through you and uh, your other hand. Uh, so you have the, the, the strange symbol burned into the back of your left hand. You reach out with your right hand um, and you can feel like heat and um, pain in that hand. Uh, but there's also a strange uh, floating sort of comprehension uh you realize that as insane as it sounds this rock needs your help i love it like this specific rock or um this piece of crystal in this chamber needs your help um arami leaps forward and like uh being sure to like place her robe in between you and her uh yanks you off the crystal and she looks at you accusingly, VC20, and says, Senator, I don't know what kind of delegation this is, but d- th- th- these are these are sensitive scientific experiments that you really should not touch. Um, do I have, do I notice whether she's being shifty at this point? Yeah, give me, um, what's the one that I keep wanting to say? It's not perception. Streetwise. <laughs> Yeah, actually, give me give me a streetwise because this is uh, seeing through a person getting up to some nonsense. Um, it is it was not that difficult. Uh, you, sorry, re-roll that, please. Uh, okay. Um, 
No, she just mostly seems mad to you, VC20. Um, she's um, a little frustrated and very put out. On uh, she's like has pushed Kiyama away and um, looks around and says, "Were there four of you?" I look around. Do I see? Do I see Lumia missing? Yeah, Lumia is nowhere to be found. Ah, fuck. And I just look at VC20 and say, "This sentient, non-sapient organism needs our help." And then I go start walking away to try and find our other party member who I feel like I need around me to be safe. Okay. She's just going to start angrily stalking away, not trying to be stealthy at all. All right. So you're angrily stalking away, uh, leaving Eshka and VC20 standing with Aramie. Uh, Mia, you have not been spotted, but you it has been noted that you're that you are absent. Um. I think that in sort of the the pause, she's sort of collected herself enough to realize that there is nothing she can do except to step out of the shadows and say, what is going on here? You're killing them. Okay. That is a very bold claim. And she sort of, was that you, you Brian, or you Thith? That's, Thith? that's, that's me, uh, Brian, saying that. Okay. I wanted to make sure before I did a... So are you, are you trying to bully them? Are you trying to appeal to their better nature? Are you trying to, like, assert sort of personality dominance over them? I think she's trying to assert personality dominance over them because I don't think that she alone can bully them. Like, she has a blaster, but that's not going to get her very far. And she's also not going to kill them because, like, that's not a thing that she feels like she has enough motivation to do in her idealism. <laughs> That's, uh, I mean, that's also something that, you know, a crazy person would do. Yeah, it's, and is, it's, it's very... It's like, that the rock is talking to me and that you're yeah, killing Yeah, but yeah, exactly. And I think she's sort of, she's sort of aware that, like, she's also, like, been raised in her mother's household and believes in justice and the rule of law. So, like, if they're killing the rocks, right. she has to, she feels like she has to prove it and also bring them before, like, a tribunal for murder, not, like take the law into her own hands. She's not that much of a vigilante at this particular stage of her life. I don't know. Maybe she'll get there. We'll find out. This is going to be a fun adventure. How but... much caffeine has Celia had? Uh, <laughs> give, me, give me a leadership, please. I had a cup and a half at 7.30 this morning of tea. Just um, like a Wookiee might. Just like a Wookiee might. Leadership, you say? Yes, please. All right. Here we go. Okay. So a failure and... Um, let's see, two advantage. Uh, but you have also built up a massive amount of threat. And uh, I'm going to cash that in right now. Uh, you stand and you shout. And you are saying this. Um, Thith comes over and he's like listening to you say all of this. And he nods to the guy at the computer who presses a few buttons. And the vents underneath your feet, where you've been hiding, Lumia, suddenly blast on. And you tumble over the side of the un unrailed and non-OSHA-compliant platform on which you had been standing. Ace OSHA, get with it. The Ewoks, the Ewoks, man, they managed to have OSHA compliance. Sposha has not been to Anoth. Uh, the three of you watch uh, her tumble over the side. Um, Lumia, um, wow, I was really not expecting this to go this way. 
Lumia, I would like you, um, I'm going to keep cashing in uh, all that threat that you generated for me, uh, which was so nice. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're you're very welcome. Thank you. Uh, I would like you to make me a coordination test, please. Coordination. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so you have generated some advantage, so you will land in a uh, favorable way, but uh, you've also uh, hurt yourself rather badly in the the four-meter tumble. Uh, so you're going to take two points of wounds. Two points of wounds. And the... Oh, dear. That's above my threshold. It... Does that make sense? No, it should not yeah. be. Yeah. Hang on. Let me pull uh, as, up my character human, sheet. As a, as a human, your wounds threshold should be uh, 10. Let me look at my character sheet. I'm, a lot of these don't look like they got put in here, so I might have forgotten to do that. Yeah, double check your character sheet, please. Yes. Um, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's okay. I mean, I know it won't take you out, so you can just do the calculation. I'm going to proceed with the narrative. Cool. Sounds good. Uh, and Aramie shouts, Thiff, come on! And uh, looks around at the three of you nervously, but she's... Her shiftiness is not fooling anyone. Um, the, th- the three of them are gearing up for something. And you notice, uh, no, you don't. It's not with lines of sight. Um, Kiyama, the, the feeling of needing to help the crystal grows even stronger as you feel, um, you can weirdly feel the anger in the room building around the three of them and sort of, there's like a, almost like a rank scent of desperation everywhere. Uh, uh Eshka, um, VC20, um, you guys have been in dangerous situations before. I would presume you feel a dangerous situation coming on right now. So we just heard this little outburst, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then there was like a sound like outgassing or like a loud fan for just a moment. And uh, Mia tumbled backwards off the platform. Um, can I go try to find her? Sure. Oh. Um. I will uh, ask. uh, As you pass Aramie, she puts a hand on you, Eshka, and she says, Let's just all hang on one, just one moment. Um, You can tell that she looks as much scared as anything else. Uh, I'm just going to go check and make sure she didn't hit her head or something. I think she's fine. That's a big assumption. That's right. That's okay. That's. uh, (laughs) I think she's fine. Uh, VC20, what, what were you saying, doing? Um, I was going to ask Aramie if these accusations were true. She says, I... No, it's... Uh, it's. We just haven't been able to figure out a way to keep him alive outside the environment. The thing I said about the food was true. I just... We, we can't figure out how to feed them properly. It's something with the electrical resonance signatures... Um, you can tell VC20 that she is lying and not very good at it. From where? Knew- oh, go ahead. If you knew that this was endangering the crystals to take them out of their native environment, why would you not continue testing them in their native environment? Her jaw works, and she, you, you know, like she, she looks like a trapped animal. There's something strange going uh, obviously there's something strange going on but she's not 
afraid of you. She's looking around wildly, um, only occasionally looking at you, VC20, and never even looking at Eshka or Kiyama. And uh, finally, Thif says, ah, screw it. And he runs up to the balcony. You can see that in his uh, very crude hand, uh, he is holding a blaster. And we are going to initiate. I was going to say, yeah, I was going to shoot. Or actually, is I was going to ask, is there something on the tank that looks like a release mechanism that will let it out? Uh, that's something you could investigate for sure. Okay, but I don't see anything obvious. Okay. No. Um, so th- the way that investigation uh, works in, or investigation, the way that initiation works in this is that since... Uh, you knew a fight was coming. You you are all are going to use cool uh, to initiate. Um, you're, it's going to be a simple roll, not contested, and we're just going to count up uh, successes gained. Okay, so VC20 is the coolest in oh, the biz. I, I mean, yeah. Damn. So VC20 is going to be in a four... Point one. Uh, advantage is generally used for tiebreakers, so since I'm seeing a lot of zeros, I'm just going to Mark those down as uh, decimal points. That's a triumph. That's my triumph sound effect. Yeah, we're just going to play that every single time anybody gets a triumph. (laughs) Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, VC20, you are up first. Uh, There is a man uh, on a four meter high platform above you who is brandishing a blaster pistol. Um. So, it looked like Aramie was afraid of something that wasn't me. Mm-hmm. Um, is she afraid of, like, this person doing something to her, or afraid of this person just causing a disaster in general? I'm trying to think of a good way to answer that question, uh, or to guide you towards an answer to that question. Would I roll, like, perception? Uh, I think I'm going to ask you to make a leadership test, actually. Um, It's going to be on the difficult side. Um, Okay. Uh, So there's failure, threat, and triumph. Interestingly, triumph and failure don't cancel out. But instead, um, so you you realize um, sort of instantly um, that she is afraid of somebody else. Like, the way that she's looking around is if she's afraid of being watched or someone else showing up. So the person that she's afraid of isn't here. Okay. And I don't think it's the guy that showed up with the blaster? No. Um, he, she has not even reacted to him just yet. Um, there's probably somebody else around, um, maybe somebody running the project or something similar um, that, she is wor- that she is concerned um, about displeasing in some manner or way. Um, I will explain that I would still very much like to see this resolved without violence, and I still believe that is possible, but we need to have a frank discussion about the way this project is being run. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, VC, VC20 engages his dad voice protocols once more. Um, you can give me a leadership test, VC20. All right. Um, so as you say this, um, you can also move if you want to, VC20, um, but that is going to be the end of your turn. Um, don't really see any reason to move, so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, um, so you, you say that you would like to see it resolved without violence, and she looks at you, um, 
and she says she's um actually crying a little bit uh, and she says i'm sorry i don't think that we can uh she's gonna try and tackle you let's resolve that all right so um she knocks you down vc20 oops um she's like lunged into your square uh, and you realize sort of belatedly that she is like covering you like getting you out of the way of blaster fire uh thif is going to be shooting at unsurprisingly the uh blue lady with a huge blaster rifle on her back unsurprisingly <laughs> ah, darn two successes um, so normally blaster uh, blaster pistols do uh, five damage base. Uh, so with the extra success, that's going to be up to two six damage that you're going to take. Ooh, on uh, wounds, ouchies, yes. ouchies, ouchies. How? <laughs> Oof. Um, Okie dokie. This man uh, is going to run over to the top of the ramp. He has like some sort of baton or uh, something similar in his hand, some sort of melee weapon. And there is another man um, running over this way. (laughs) Guys. Okay. Uh, Eshka, you are now up. Uh, The lady scientist has tackled VC-20. The guy with the um, the crude uh, prosthetic has, or not even prosthetic, like the cybernetic arm, has shot Kiyama and there is a man uh, preparing to, with like a baton of some variety preparing to run down the ramp. What are you doing? Golly, everything sure happens so much. Yeah. Um, it's a great question. What can I do that's even remotely helpful? Um, I mean, I can try to help Kiyama, but I, I don't know if there's anything I can do to try to, like, just make them chill <laughs> and, and not actually... Okay, you were um, sitting here... You were sitting here listening to this um, this whole time. Uh, you you heard VC 20s conversation with them. You you know you could draw some of the same conclusions as him, um, but you know VC twenty has missed uh, a critical, or not a critical, but he has missed a significant component of the equation as represented by the uh, the failure on that on that one role. Uh, you also can. Uh, make a leadership role if you want um, to try and uh, suss out what's happening. Oh, I may as well try. Yeah, you're you're welcome to. Okay. Um, so you uh, you stand there for a second trying to figure out what's going on. You can't quite piece the you can't quite put the pieces together. Uh, you are free to uh, move or take another action, uh, take another maneuver rather. Um, you don't quite have the inf- the uh, the intel you're desiring just yet. Yeah. Um, hmm. Can I take a free action to yell something at her since I have been shot? Uh, sure. Yeah. So I'll get the Wookies. That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I? I'm gonna guess at this point since it's been a couple day or a, a little while that we've been traveling, if I just pull out my comm link, I can just calm the Wookiees at the ship and be like, oh, back up, please. Yeah. 
I'll cool. say you can do that. I'll do that. Uh, provided the bookies will even take your texts. If I, I mean, a valid point. You if I tell you them, did. if I tell them that people are, you know, shooting at the senator, he would. They would have also probably seen blaster fire because they're in. Yeah. We're kind of near the hangar. Yeah, but not every part of the ship looks outside. Wouldn't they be a little concerned? They let him out alone. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> You're doing your best. There's only there's only one way to find out, which is to see whether or not I put Arful and Buka on the board next turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will. I will calm them, and I I will I will say they're shooting at the senator because that's more likely to get them out here than me you to saying help. You started off lying to him. Why not keep going now? <laughs> that too. <laughs> the slippery uh, slope. <laughs> And this is why you don't cheat people. <laughs> Kiyama. Yep. Got a big blaster rifle. I got a big gun. Okay. Um, I'm going... I kind of want to, like, move over woundedly for, to, like, over here. Kind of, like, trying to get cover behind the crystal. Yep. But, like, kind of, like, in between those two squares where I could, like, duck out and duck back under. But I want to shoot the guy that shot me. <laughs> For sure. Okay, so how do I do this? So how you do that is you are going to make me a skill check. Using your big heavy gun uh, is going to be a ranged heavy. Ranged heavy. Okay. Please. Is it? Oh, there it is. Okay. Did it roll? Uh, Yes. It just evened out into absolute zero. Okay. (laughs) Um... So you shoot and you hit what would have been him. Uh, You aim for, you know, you do the sensible thing. You aim for center mass, um, not looking for any fancy headshots or anything. Um, But the bolt of energy simply hits the one rail that is on this platform and burns a smoking plastic smelly hole into it. Um, you You have not hit him, unfortunately. Can I try again, or do I only get one shot? Uh, only one shot. Um, other folks were taking uh, what you call maneuvers, uh, which you can get two of if, since they are small, functionally smaller actions. Gotcha. Okay. Lumia. Hey. Um, so Lumia's. I'm. I'm imagining. Well, how did she land? Um, you have had. Like, enough did time she to land on her, her butt? Did she land like? I'm trying to determine, like, did she hurt her leg? Because that's going to uh, affect her movement specifically. No, you hurt your hand. Like, you stuck it out and wrenched okay. your wrist when you tried to break your fall. Yeah, cool. That makes sense. Okay. Um, so I think she's kind of going to look at the wall up, uh, like, the one that she just got thrown over. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of kind of sort of just go like, God damn it. Because she knows that if she were force sensitive, she would be able to jump that very easily. Um, but four meters is a little bit too much for her to do all on her own. And so she just starts running on the path ahead of her because that's the only thing she really can do. Um, but since you're not going to, uh, take any other actions this, uh, this turn, you, uh, get to there. Cool. How much can I see from this vantage point? Like, can um, I see the guy at the top of the stairs or no? You cannot see that guy. You can see that guy though. Okay. Oh, I can't even see that guy because of the nature of my... Uh, okay, I've shifted so now I can see him. Cool. Maps. Right. Uh, VC20, you have a scientist biological on top of you. Um, and we determined that she was trying to shield me? Yes. Um, 
do I know, I guess, why she would um, be willing to do that? I'm going to, I'm going to give you one more leadership test to try and suss out what her intentions are. Um, and we can sort of go from there. All right. With a nice, clean success and a lot of advantage built up, she, she doesn't want you to be hurt. She doesn't like Thif shooting you. She doesn't like what she's had to do. She's very scared about this whole situation. And you, it suddenly clicks in your place. She was hoping that whatever is forcing her basically to hurt these crystals, that you and your delegation could get them, get her out from under it. That makes sense. Um, I will um, kind of nod an acknowledgement. Um, and then kind of impose myself between her and the blaster file, despite her um, best intentions. <laughs> no, this, and... is, this is actually very good, because it's you and her just, like, doing a strange foxtrot of trying to be each other's human shields. Yeah, um, trying to figure out what I would want to say to this man to uh, try one more time to get him to stand down peacefully. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, I'm not going to tell you what to say, but whatever is frightening Aramie and compelling all of them to do this, it seems like Thif is just as afraid his fear is just manifesting as anger. You could, you know, with all that you've been able to, with all the nuances of these biological emotions that you've been able to suss out over the last few seconds, you might be able to appeal to that fear or anger rather than just like your pure authority. Okay. Now I'm trying to figure out a way of phrasing that appeal without using the phrase, just following orders. Um, <laughs> I think we all have the same goal of addressing this problem with the people who have issued these orders. Oh, okay. So that's good because they haven't realized that you've caught on to the scope of this situation yet. Yes. Um, so I'll, I'll give you, um, you can add uh, one of the blue dice, one of the uh, advantage die. How do I do the, that? The benefit dice. Oh, um, I'll do it on the, uh, I'll do it on the roll setup sheet. Uh, and you okay. can give me, um, good, I don't know if leadership is uh, per se the thing that you're using. Negotiation um, or charm? Yeah, charm seems appropriate. So do I just click the button as usual, or...? Yeah, and then uh, what I'm doing will shake it all out. Okay. Uh, you know, another massive uh, stack of advantage, um, plus two successes. Uh, Thif uh, looks down at you, um, his blaster pistol sort of shaking in his uh, cybernetic claw, and he says, what, what, what do you know? What, what, what can you know about, about that? He's like panting heavily. Um, you, Kiyama, you know, you're like you've still got your gun trained on him. You realize how uh, very frightened he is in that moment. And uh, the man at the uh, the top of the ramp comes clattering down. Um, he's still got his uh, like his baton in his hand, uh, but he's staring at VC twenty and up at Thif, like looking back and forth, panically. Uh, Eshka, is your turn. And most importantly, here comes the cavalry. Thank God. Yay! Um, I think we all should calm down. Okay, as you say that, uh, Arful is going to shoot his bowcaster at the man whose back is turned. Good. I knew I liked them. <laughs> How does that go? 
Um, Arful is an extremely dangerous combatant, and his opponent's back is turned. Um, so it oh looks my. like it, it looks like a trial, uh, two advantages, and <clears throat> an extra hit. Um, so I'm going to consult the critical hit chart. Ooh. Oh boy! Because he just got two of them. <gasps> oh, wow. oh no! Oh no! <laughs> We're like equivalent of level one. <laughs> Poof. So in Genesis, um, critical hits are things that you can invoke um, with different uh, abilities. Um, So you can, you don't need to necessarily, like a critical hit is not just one thing. Um, It's a chart that you roll on and you can upgrade um, what happens based on how many critical hits you cash in. Um, so in this case, um, our full got a triumph, which uh, you can, which is a normal hit, and it is uh, enough to cash into a critical hit. He got two extra hits, so the bowcaster does two extra damage, and then he got two advantage, which can be cashed in for a critical hit. Um, so he has a crit- an upgraded critical and two extra damage on this shot. Wow. Um, he blasts the guy in the back, and the guy goes forward uh, and is sprawling with a huge, uh, like a smoking uh, wound in the in the center of his spine. So, Eshka, you say, I think we should all just calm down, and then Arful maybe <laughs> kills a man. <laughs> I mean, if that's not, you know, a classic Star Wars shenanigan, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah, it's extremely a classic Star Wars shenanigan. Um, okie dokie. <laughs> There's only two people that need to calm down right now. And, <laughs> and they work for VC20. <laughs> I'll, I'll say it again louder. Okay. Um, <laughs> you spend your term shouting about calming down. <laughs> is that is that fair? Yeah, like, Eshka does not know what to do right now. Like, Normally she would like, you know, peace out. But if she pieces out, she might get stranded on this planet at the edge of the galaxy. So, okay. Um, so I'll say that spending your turn that way finally gets it into um, Buka has a giant axe. Um, so he has not shot anyone. Uh, but the two of them are calmed down before they can really do any more damage. Kiyama. Um. I've heard all of this. I've seen this. I still have my gun trained on Thif, and I'm just gonna look at VC20 and be like, "What should I do?" Like, kind of asking for permission to shoot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Mia, you see Arful and Buka um, with with weapons. Uh, Buka has a very large, what looks like an axe, and Arful has a smoking bowcaster in his hand. She's gonna uh, sort of like. I you feel can like hear gonna... Eshka shouting for everyone to calm down. Okay. Um, I think she's sort of going to mutter like, oh no, to herself. <laughs> um, and she's going to, I don't know, I don't remember if she took her blaster out last time, but she definitely takes it out now as she continues to like hightail it to where Arful and Buka are, um, okay. which I think is about as far as she can get on her turn. Um and I think that if I'm correct, that means she also can't like fire on this turn, which she's not entirely sure she wants to do, given that Ashka's trying to get everyone to calm down. But 
Right. Um, so you can get to there and fire, um, but the only two people you can see from there are Thif, who it looks like has put up his gun, mm-hmm. and um, a body that is on the ground uh, unmoving. Yeah. With a very obvious bowcaster wound in its back. Yeah. So she's not going to fire. She's, But she is going to like have her gun visibly or her blaster visibly in her hand. Okay. All right. Uh, VC20, the the situation has been diffused. Um, you know, you guys all of a sudden have a pretty profound numbers advantage as well. Um, what uh, What is going to come next in this uh, this very tense sort of negotiation? Um, can we tell if the the shot man is possibly savable with medical help, or is he just fucking dead? <laughs> um, you can give me another medicine test. Um, I'm going to raise the difficulty somewhat because he is at a distance, but uh, you do get the blue dye for analyzing familiar uh, biological anatomy. All right. Um, you are completely unsure. You can't see him breathing, so it doesn't look good. Uh, well, I guess we should still try to get him some medical assistance. Um, is that going to be so your things. your diplomatic suggestion? Um, yeah, I think so. We'll get some medical attention. Um, we're we're sorry that uh, our philanthropy uh, had not uh, been kept up to date. Um. Okay. Give me uh. Give me a negotiate. Okay. Uh, so with that good of a result, um, Thif puts down his weapon and Aramis says, yes, we, um, she, she runs over and she says, we have back to tanks on site. We can also look after your wounded. And she gives Cassie a meaningful look at Thif. Um, with, uh, it turns out that the gentleman does have a pulse. Um, the guy in the back who was sort of shadowing Mia on, um, from the platform above and Thif and Arami managed to pick him up and get him moving. Uh, he and Kiyama are both going to be healed for uh, six points after um, some ba- some treatment with Bacta. Okay. Ooh, I'm looking much better. Uh, you guys are moved out of this uh, laboratory area. Um, oh, I did want to do one thing before I was healed. I wanted okay. to look on that tank. Is there any, like, what's, I wanted to try and investigate the mechanism to free the crystal. I don't know if I would have done it then, but I just wanted to see, is there like a latch? Is it like a keypad? Is it a... Um, so it's it's mostly kept in place by the fact that it's very large. Uh, the tank itself is about eight feet high and the crystal within is about five feet high. It's on like a pedestal that has like the current running through it. Okay. And uh, the there is like a door on the side where you were... Um, where you were hiding, um, so you could open it up and get in there, but it, it's, I mean, it's incredibly heavy looking. It's a five foot tall piece of rock. It's, 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 it's stuck there by the nature that it's just a giant rock. <laughs> yes. It's not like bolted down or anything like that. There okay. are a couple of, um, there are a couple of like all like, like poles that are inset into the tank itself. But as you look, those aren't like drilled into it or anything. They're purely there for support. So it doesn't tip over. Okay. All right. I just like, as we get ready to leave, I touch it again, just as like to try and be like, I'll come back for you. Okay. And then, um, give me another. Brett, you're going to have a pet, a literal pet rock at the end of this. <gasps> pet rock guys. Okay. Um, resilience. Yes, please. You keep touching the electrified rock that feeds. It's on. talking to me. 
It is. All right. And it's not bothering you either. Um, you feel a sense of gratitude coming off of the rock as, uh, mm. as you touch it. It's like a purr. It's like a very painful purr. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we will wrap there. Um, VC20 and uh, successfully talked everybody out of uh, yet another dangerous jam of gunfire. <laughs> uh, although this time there was a little bit more physical danger first. Good night, guys. Good night. Good night. Thanks for a great Bye game. Yes. Bye. 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 And I tell all of you uh, my favorite Christmas joke. Sure. No. I'm curious where this is going to go. What is Santa Claus's favorite kind of pizza? I don't know. What? Deep pan, crisp, and even. God, I hope I remember that at my family's Christmas next year. I really hope I do. Because, like, that's right up my alley, and I will make them hear it. Oh, yes. that's amazing. It When I first read that, I was like, I need to remember this for the rest of my life. Also, like, it's the best Christmas carol that nobody really remembers, but it's also yeah. the best one. I it's, hate you, Rebecca. It's very good. <laughs>